Well, today is a very special day. It is Send Us Sunday. It is the Sunday where we mobilize uh, over 100 young people to serve all over this world. Uh, to give you a little heads up, there will be a second offering. For those of you who are new, you might be thinking, okay, you're one of those churches that do mo more than one offering. Uh, just a couple of times a year. So you hit the lottery. Good job. Uh, and whenever we take a second offering, it is for something good outside of ourselves. And there is really no better cause than helping our young men and women who have a, a heart for God and have a calling uh, to serve God locally, nationally, globally, and we get to support them today. So you're going to hear from a bunch of them as we highlight what we call Go Beyond. Go Beyond is our, is our program to send students um, to serve all over the world. Every year they take another step beyond, another step beyond. Uh, so it really is, is incredible. Now, there are uh, reasons why we mobilize students, not to just have trips. We mobilize them for a very specific reason. And uh, the reason is found in Acts chapter 2 when God is forming his church. The very moment he forms his church, the very moment he gathers people together into a family of faith that followed Jesus Christ, this, this word goes out describing the ministry of the church. Acts 2.17, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will speak boldly the heart of God and see visions of what is to come. We see two things in that founding passage there where God is inventing his church and founding his church. He says two things. Number one, that his heart is for all people, the whole world, every tribe. Now, as we read the Old Testament, we see that God was first relating with the Hebrews, but he always told the Hebrews, your job is to be a light to the nations. God was starting his relationship with the Jews, but always had a heart to make all tribes and tongues and nations his people. So as he forms his church, he says, my church will be for all people. And then he says, our sons and daughters will speak boldly the heart of God. Our sons and daughters will see visions of what is to come. That means that God will mobilize young people to change the world. And we see that today unlike any other generation where young people are being mobilized to have a passion for what God has called them to do. And they're doing it. They're not waiting around. They're doing it. They have an optimistic vision of what is to come. Some of the older generations have a pessimistic vision. It's all going to burn. You know, we're just passing through, yada, 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 kind of the standard stuff. The young generation is not interested in that nonsense. They're saying God is here. God has a heart for this world. He is going to change this world. And it would be our pleasure if he uses me. This is the spirit of our young people. The student ministry mobilization program is called Go Beyond. It is our church youth and our school youth being sent to the ends of the earth. And several things happen as a result of these trips. These Go Beyond trips broaden perspectives. Go Beyond trips broaden perspectives. I often call the Temecula Marietta Valley Disneyland, and uh, that's kind of caught on around here. It's true. This is not the real world. This is, this is fantasy land. This isn't real. It, it's, everything's all made up and all the stucco's the same shade, right? All the roofs are the same tile. It's just this nice, neat little community. Now, there's nowhere else on earth I'd, I'd rather live. I've been all over the place. I still really feel very nice coming back home to Temecula. But it's not the real world. So in order uh, to really experience what's out there, these trips are critically important for these students who go. It broadens their perspective. It allows them to see other cultures, interact with other cultures, be in strange places to them so they can learn and grow and be shaped by it. Go Beyond trips also challenge and mature students. These trips challenge and mature students. I'm going to be real blunt here. might be offensive to a couple of you. But Temecula and Marietta students are soft. They're soft. Um, 
might be hard to hear, but it's true. See, our city is founded around a family community. Uh, our city is built around families and children. And so uh, a lot of times people move from a city, which can be a little more dangerous, uh, you know, a little, you know, some rougher spots there. So a lot of people escape the cities to come to a softer, friendlier, safer environment. That's good. That's fine. It's wonderful. Uh, parents tend to center their whole lives around their children. And so everything they want to do, they do. They're in every club. They're cared for. They're, they're, their kids' feelings are hurt. And mom comes around and, oh, you can't hurt my kids' feelings. They're soft. They don't work. I mean, sorry. These trips harden kids in a good way. It allows them to experience something real, to experience something challenging, to experience something new. It stretches them and grows them. Mommy's not on the trip. No offense, mommies. Daddies are just as bad too sometimes. But it really allows these kids to grow, to be challenged, to mature. Go Beyond Trips also empower students. And this is, this is critical because when they don't have the covering of their parents on these trips, when they're in a new environment, they are poured into. Strength is poured into them. God's strength is poured into them. Uh, volunteers are pouring into the kids. Adults and mentors are saying, you can do this. You've got this. You've got this task. You've got it. You can handle it. I know you're experiencing things you've never experienced before, but you've got this, right? It empowers students. Eyes are open. Passions are ignited. Possibilities are exposed. Pursuits begin. Sometimes kids who have gone on these trips, they have a whole new vision for their life. Sometimes after one trip, and, and what ends up developing is miraculous. We'll highlight a couple of those uh, things today. And then Go Beyond develops global citizens. Global citizens. This is critical. We live in a global world. We live in a very small world. So for students who grow up without a global experience, they are way, way behind. They are at a stark disadvantage. If they're raised up in a little bubble of Temecula Marietta and that's all they know is Temecula Marietta and they know book smarts, they're at an incredible disadvantage. In fact, Richard Shaw, uh, he's the Dean of Undergraduate Admissions to Stanford, he says this. He says, what we care about is that students have done something meaningful. Stanford gets about 100,000 applications. They're all 4.3 and up. They're all near perfect SAT scores. And so it's like, blah, 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 another perfect student, blah, blah, blah. Ooh, somebody with international experience, somebody who's gone on trips, somebody who has stretched, somebody who's owning something, right? This gives a distinct advantage. Quote, globally minded students stand out against other prospective candidates. A globally minded worldview not only gives students an advantage in their life and their education, their careers, but it aligns them more importantly with the heart of God. The heart of God is for the nations. The heart of God is for the nations. The heart of God is for all people. And these students are aligned with that. You might recall the story of the cleansing of the temple. Jesus comes in just days before his crucifixion. He comes into the temple and what he sees is the Hebrew people stealing from other nations in the temple in the house of God. The great sin of the Hebrew people um, before the coming of Christ was that they were only worried about themselves and they believed that God was only for them. And Jesus tore that down at the cleansing of the temple. He ripped apart, literally and figuratively, everything that was keeping the nations from the heart of God. And then he stands up in Mark chapter 11, verse 17, and he says, my house will be a house of prayer for who? All nations. We will welcome them in. We will not use and abuse them. We will welcome them in. They belong to God. 
This is the heart of Christ. So mobilizing students to serve begins at the youngest ages. We want them to go beyond themselves and every year to go a little further, a little further. So it begins with Kids with Purpose. It's a summer program uh, for elementary students, and these kids are mobilized to serve uh, locally. They're mobilized to serve at our farm, at our rescue mission, at a foster home. Uh, They serve, and they spend a week of their lives serving. And then we go to middle school. In middle school last year, we went to the LA Union Rescue Mission, and they got a chance to to see Skid Row and to serve these families that are in need. They got to see really the the worst of, of poverty and hopelessness in the United States of America and to be used by God to build relationships, to show compassion and to serve. And then when we get to high school, they go beyond from there to uh, national trips and international trips. Uh, They go beyond stretching themselves uh, more in cross-cultural environments. So I want to welcome up the Houston team. The Houston team took their uh, spring break. These are a few of the kids that went. Um, Let's welcome them. Now, all these kids are Rancho Church and Rancho School. When it comes to Go Beyond, it is Rancho, right? We don't make any distinction between the two. We are mobilizing the next generation. It's in our DNA. So, Garrett, come on up here. Garrett, why would a guy like you take your spring break to uh, go clean up after a hurricane? Well, you know, I kind of said to myself, you know, we, us living in Southern California, we get earthquakes, right? And, you know... Everybody keeps talking about the big one that's going to come and knock us into the Pacific Ocean. We're all going to become, you know, swimming people. Anyway, so I said to myself, you know, they had a really bad natural disaster. If the big one came and hit us, hit my house, and my house was flattened and there's nothing left, yes, I want someone to come and help me. So it's like, you know, I, I want to go over and help them. And when Mr. Treadway came up in chapel and said, hey, we need some big people to come and move sticks and logs and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, I can totally Stepped do that. Up, yeah. yeah, Very good. Well, thanks so much for going. And again, uh, putting in the work and the sacrifice to do some good. So we appreciate it very, very much. Kirsten, come on up. Now, you were impacted by a particular uh, building that was devastated. Tell us the story around that. Um, So their campus is actually a water reserve. So after the hurricane hit, you could just imagine it was completely flooded. It was like about eight feet off the ground. It was, you could see markings on some of the posts. So the main building was almost completely covered and now they have to tear it down because it's damaged beyond repair. I walked in on the last day and I only took a few steps in because there were so many holes in the floor that I didn't want to fall through. So. There were about five or six rooms. There was a small fireplace in the main entranceway. And just by looking at it, despite how damaged it was, you can tell how many memories were made there, how many kids made new friends and learned, to, like, learned so much about Jesus around the fireplace, maybe around Christmas time or just any time of the day. And it was just really heartbreaking to me to know that that place had to be torn down. But I took comfort on looking on the bright side because there once they tear it down, they're going to build it up bigger and better and stronger so that way maybe it could survive the next hurricane if there is one. So the kids are just going to have so much more fun and even though we don't get to see the looks on their faces when it's done, I know that all our hard work will pay off by their smiles and laughing. That's cool. So you are part of doing some repair and some of the tearing down, but you are doing so knowing that you're bringing in something new now for these kids to experience at this uh, retreat center. So thank you very, very much. We appreciate it. Thank you, Houston team. 
Um, let's bring up Mexico. Mexico team, uh, I think we took something like 40 or 50 high school students this year to Mexico. Uh, they go down there to uh, build homes. They uh, minister to families that are literally living in dumps. They, uh, they are in an orphanage. And it's really about um, experiencing part of the world that is not part of our normal um, our normal routines here and to, to be stretched and to grow, to experience something different and to make a difference. McKenna, you have a story about how one relationship in particular uh, changed you while you were in Mexico. Tell us about that. Yes, so this is Avela and I met her on my second build. And this was the first time I really just walked away and, no, and realized that it's not about going to build houses and it's, it's just about developing this genuine human connection with language barrier, with age difference, pretty much anything you could take, we were completely different. And we became inseparable by the end of the, what, like two hours we were there. <laughs> she, she embodies the feeling that I have from Mexico. She's the face of it. And now I'm able to see her in the children I teach in Sunday school. And I'm able to think of her in hard times and just know that like that's, that's what I should have taken from it. So it's really impacted you, not just that connection, but it allows you to build stronger connections with your ministry here at Rancho as well yeah. and children's ministry. Very good. Hudson, tell us about a family that you got to meet as you were helping to build homes. Okay, so for me, um, I was privileged to go to Shantytown as a freshman and sophomore. Um, so the last two years I went. But this year in particular, I met a family where um, in, in Shantytown where they had six kids and one, um, one newborn who was born in the dump. And all this entire family, they were all so grateful, so happy, always content with what they had, even though they had almost nothing. Um, and just the fact of how much they cared and how excited they were for the littlest things, like we were passing out water and hot dogs um, to them, and they were just so happy for something as small that we take for granted. Um, like something we eat, we eat constantly where they are in the trash looking for food. Um, but just to see this family and how grateful and how welcoming they were, even in the hardest times, it was really impactful. It changed you, didn't it? Yep, absolutely. Hey, thank you. We appreciate the Mexico team. <laughs> Peru, coming up, Peru. Peru's been a real uh, central part of our missions, not just supporting missionaries, including my brother who served there for 14 years with Carrie and his uh, beautiful family, but uh, we've sent plenty of teams there doing all kinds of things from church uh, planning to community outreach, even to building businesses for growers so that they would not be taken advantage of. And uh, that work over there has grown and it's lasted. This year, we added to that work uh, going to Pasi Esperanza, which is a home for uh, those who have been uh, sexually abused. And it's a, it's a place of healing. And uh, Brian, now you are going for the first time this year and um, it's a big sacrifice for you. Why are you going down to Peru? I'm going down to Peru because I want to help these kids and just spend some time. Um, they've gone through some really tragic and hard things in their life, like sexual abuse and human trafficking. And I think being able to spend some time and, you know, showing them a good role model in their life will probably be something that they will remember in yeah. a good way. Yeah, for sure. And I got to tell you, man, for a lot of people around here, you're a role model for them as well. You are uh, working very, very hard and uh, you're working hard, not only in your life to get where you know you want to go but you're now gonna be working hard to get to Peru to serve other people. What are the sacrifices that you're making to get there? 
Yeah, so I've had to get a job here at church. I work facilities, and uh, basically that has been paying right now for my mission trip. Uh, I've had people who have donated to me, but that doesn't really cover the cost as it's a really expensive mission trip, but it's all well worth it. So um, I've had to put not going, or sorry, I've had to put not getting a car yet for college um, that I will need in the fall, but it's all well worth it. We'll figure it out. It's in God's prayers. We'll figure it out together too, buddy. All right. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it very much. All right. Come on up. All right, Karina. Now, um, you've been down there and uh, you built some relationships there as well. Uh, Why do you want to go back? So last year before I went on the trip, I wasn't really interested in going on very many missions trips. But as soon as I heard about Peru, I knew that God was telling me to go. And as soon as I got there, I was super surprised because instantly the kids felt like longtime best friends to us, despite the language barrier we faced. And we were able to really connect with them and have fun with them. And they taught me so many more things than I think I taught them. Um, so I'm really excited to go back to make connections with them. And I miss them so much. So I'm really excited. Well, they're going to be excited to see you again for sure. Let's thank our uh, Peru team. And let's welcome up our Cuba team. So uh, the, uh, these trips are all um, Rancho Church and Rancho School trips, except for Cuba. Cuba, specifically Rancho Christian. Our baseball team goes down there, and I had a, the privilege of uh, going with them last year and got to know a lot of these kids a little bit better and to see firsthand uh, how our kids do in a cross-cultural experience. It is a, a little bit scary. You're not only going to um, a, a different country that is overseas, you're going to a communist country, and there are minders all around. There's just some things you've got to be careful about. And to see these kids' uh, maturity just on display was incredible. Jojo, uh, come on up here. Um, you mentioned the building relationships where it was a, a huge part of, of that journey. Um, what did that teach you, and why are you excited to, to, to go back? Yeah, so this is uh, the third time I'm going to be returning to Cuba. And, you know, the first time that I went, it was, I was scared. You know, I didn't know what to expect uh, going to a new country, uh, far away, communist country. I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, but when, when I got there, the relationships that I formed with the Cuban people is what brings me back here uh, this for the third time. There's uh, specifically this family. Um, the mom cooks for us every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. She uh, leaves her house very early in the morning and cooks for us and sacrifices her time uh, for us. And I've been able to form that relationship with her and her family and just with all the other Cuban people has uh, just been something really amazing. And being able to play baseball there is, has also been a great way um, just to form relationships and the bigger picture to spread the gospel. So I think really like the two, two of the best gifts that God has given us is relationships and baseball. So, <laughs> you know, why not use both of them to spread the word? So. Yeah, that's a very good. By the way, congratulations on the win on Friday. Thank you. you. That's fun. <laughs> All right. Brandon, come on up. Now you're going uh, on this trip for the first time. Yes. And uh, I remember the first time as a young person, I took a, a trip internationally and it was scary. I mean, you, you don't know what's going on. You don't know, you know what you're going to experience and what you're going to see. And, and uh, so what is compelling you to go on this trip now? So just all the stories that I heard from the people that went last year and the previous years, it just sounds like a great experience. And I'm excited to get out of Temecula for a little bit. (laughs) Maybe I won't be so soft anymore or anything. (laughs) But uh, just new experiences. And I think that spreading God's word and playing baseball in Cuba is one of the best things ever. Awesome, man. Thank you. 
I'm gonna pay for that comment for a while. <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's welcome up uh, Imani. Some of the Imani team, as you know, uh, you, if you've been a part of Rancho, Imani is a big priority for us in terms of uh, our, what we give every month to them, some special offerings, uh, sponsorships of kids. And uh, Imani is a, is a school, a boarding school for orphans. Uh, pu- free public school runs out at third grade. And so for poor students, particularly orphan students, after third grade, they're hitting the streets. And uh, they are, are condemned to a life of poverty and every generation after them, unless they get education. And so Imani was started by the Roush family, and this is Nick Roush, part of the Roush family, and we are, as, as a church, are getting on board with their family's vision. And so what's, uh, what's impressed you about the, the work that's happening out there? Well, what's really impressive and amazing about Imani is that it was just, it was started and it's run by just ordinary, everyday people who just saw this need and just took together all the resources they had and just formed these relationships with the people in the country. And now they're able to give this education and a place to stay for these over 100 students yeah. who otherwise, otherwise would be on their own. Yeah. And so now we're able to give them a hope and a chance for a good future. Yeah, it really is a great story. I mean, you and your family saw a vision out there. You saw a need, built relationships. And with your own personal family resources, as well as a partnership with the church, to see just a, a, a flat plot of land um, become a school and a school that is safe and these kids are thriving. Uh, that last trip brought back incredible video and stories of these kids who are getting health care and they're getting food, they're getting love, they're getting a Christ-centered education and they will have a hope and a future because they'll graduate Imani High School, they will go off to university and they will help to change Africa. So we thank you for, uh, for going and your family for birthing this vision that we're now all involved in. So thank you very much. Now, Jake. Uh, you are, first of all, congratulations. You are uh, graduating Rancho Christian and you're going to USC, so that's pretty impressive. Studying? Aerospace engineering. Aerospace. I could have done that, totally could have done that. <laughs> could not have done that. <laughs> but you went last year and uh, it had a real impact on you. So as you are, are leaving now and going off um, on your own and pursuing you know, your vocation that God's called you to, how did your Imani experience shape you? Well, I would say the number one thing that stood out to me was the authenticity of the Kenyan people. And not only the students that are in the school right now, but the rest of the orphans and really, really everybody that we, we met there. And it was amazing to see that they're just the same as we are here. You know, in this Mekula Valley, we're full of authentic people. And it's really fantastic to see that all the way across the globe, people are the exact same. And talking with the students, you know, they have the same goals and aspirations as Many of my friends here, they want to be doctors and lawyers, and they want to go change the world and make a difference. And they have an incredible work ethic that really has stood out to me. And it's something that I've tried to learn from them, you know, to, and it's, well, it's been very encouraging and very validating for myself to see, you know, as I said, that across the globe, people are the same. They work hard. They're trying to get out of that cycle of poverty, as you were saying and really trying to make a difference, not only in their community for themselves, but also for the whole of Kenya and really to change the world. When you have a, a, a school like this where these kids had one trajectory, it was, it's poverty and basically the rest of their life just, just trying to get meals together for themselves and their family, they were destined to that. This school changes that trajectory and uh, building relationships and, and a hard work ethic and a good education, they are going to do well and they will help change the world. So it is interesting to see, have these orphans, many of them are AIDS orphans, and, uh, and for them to have a vision for changing Africa, that is phenomenal. And, uh, and you've been shaped by that as well. So even as you go uh, pursue your calling for your life, you've been shaped by these students. So thank you, sir, very much, appreciate that. All right, let's thank our Imani team. The, 
Uh, Ethiopia team could not be here. They are away, but uh, the, the Ethiopia team uh, founded the Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club was founded by uh, Bones. Uh, she uh, was a high school student here, and she went on these trips. She went to Mexico. She went overseas, and God did something in her heart to change the trajectory of her life. And when she was in Ethiopia, she found that there were these children who couldn't make it through the day. They couldn't make it through their classes even because they were so malnourished. And so she started the Breakfast Club, and she got a board together and does fundraising events, sends teams over there uh, to build up this incredible ministry that feeds kids breakfast in the morning, pours into their life love and devotion and care, and teaches them the grace of God through Jesus Christ, and, and then enables them uh, to go to school and to succeed. That was begun by a Go Beyond student, somebody who was a part of Rancho, shaped by Rancho, and mobilized. The Go Beyond mission is, is crystal clear. It's audacious, but it's crystal clear. The Go Beyond mission is that every Rancho student will advance the cause of Christ for a lifetime by selfless service locally and globally. That's the mission, every student. If you have a student, elementary through high school here, I, I'd like to urge you to think about what this might mean for your own child. Maybe they want to go, maybe they don't, but in, in partnership with your child, perhaps you can encourage them to go beyond go beyond themselves, and to serve. Keep in mind, the American dream is, is pretty, pretty razor thin. Get good grades so you can go to a good college, so you can make good money. That's, that's the American dream. It's what it is. It, it is. It's selfish. It's not bad. It's just oftentimes it can be selfish. And so these go beyond trips can, can have somebody released from themselves, which is a slavery, right? They're released from themselves. They see the world now and then they're engaging the world to help change the world. So think about your own students being involved in, in our youth programs and, and getting plugged in relationally, getting plugged into good leaders and stretching themselves in this way. If their whole lives are just about themselves, uh, their own sports, their own clubs, their own likes, and they never get outside themselves in their youth, they will be selfish people for the rest of their lives. I'm telling you, that's the way it goes. But if you can unlock uh, selflessness in a child's life, in a student's life, you will unlock some things for the rest of their life. It really is a cool thing. So think about engaging uh, in Go Beyond if you have a, a student here at, at Rancho, a church and school. Um, the other thing we, we want to consider is, is how can we further resource these kids? How can we give to these kids? These kids are working for these trips. None of these kids have trips that are paid for um, by somebody else. They're working for it. And uh, as you heard from Brian, he's working hard, even at his own sacrifice. He is he's working to get to, uh, to Peru. So we want to help kind of take the edge off of the fundraising. The goal here this weekend is that we would cover a third of these kids' trips through this offering that we're about to take. Uh, that we would cover a third of these trips, that, that we would come alongside of them, partner with their parents and partner with these students and say as a family of faith, we love you, we support you, we appreciate what you're doing, we appreciate the selflessness, we appreciate the sacrifice, we appreciate knowing the transformation that's gonna take place in your life, knowing that we are not just getting you to a trip, but we are helping to change your life to serve Christ for the rest of your life, locally, regionally, nationally, and globally. As we take up this offering, it might be helpful to know that when people were sent, uh, all throughout the scriptures, they were sent with offerings. They were sent with donations. Even Jesus lived on offerings, right? In fact, in, in Luke chapter 8, we see that Jesus traveled from one town, one village to another as Jesus went to his journeys all around uh, uh, Israel. We see that he was supported. The 12 that were with him, other disciples and, and those women who were with him, helped to support them out of their own means, 
Offerings supported the ministry of Jesus. Offerings supported the first church, and offerings today support mobilizing the next generation to be transformed into the likeness of Christ, to be raised as selfless uh, young adults who will then uh, really pour out the love and grace of God for the rest of their lives. Uh, let's go ahead and pray. We're going to take up this uh, offering. For those of you who are ready to give, you can give the normal way if you like in the buckets. You can give towards Go Beyond uh, digitally. Uh, just put in the memo section in the Rancho app or at rancho.tv slash giving. Just put Go Beyond in the memo and we know exactly where it goes. If you, send a t- uh, if you text to give right now, all of that will go to Go Beyond as well. If you've never texted to, to give, it's really easy, very secure. All you need to do, maybe you can practice it right now. The number is 951-339-3551. Just put in the number you want to give. If you want to give, say $50, just type in the number 50, hit send. If it's your first time doing text to give, a little form will come back, fill that out, and you're done. Then all I have to do from then on is just type in a number and you're good. Uh, Super easy. So you can give in any number of ways. You can give uh, throughout the week as well if you're not quite prepared at this time. Let's pray. Our God and Father, we thank you for our time together to uh, send the next generation all over the world to serve you to deepen their global perspective, to be empowered, uh, to be mature, to be challenged, to be stretched, to take initiative and leadership. And God, what will happen as a result is we will see hundreds of young men and women become grown adults who are leading the world, leading the world forward in kindness and compassion and grace, solving global problems, uh, serving other people as a lifestyle. So God, thank you for the honor and the privilege of sending these young people. In Christ's name we pray, amen. As that offering goes around, I want to quickly welcome up uh, Megan and Shane up here, and uh, they're going to talk about uh, Go Beyond. This is the Go Beyond team, so let's welcome them. Yay. (laughs) Megan does a a great job as our executive director of our Community Mission of Hope, which does so much good, helps to feed 500 local families in need a month, and uh, takes homeless folks into homes, and uh, so they're doing a great job. To that, you're adding this Go Beyond leadership. So why are you so committed to sending the next generation? So this is one of my favorite parts of my job that I get to still work with our youth. Um, I grew up here at Rancho in our youth group through middle school and high school and Scott was my youth pastor. And um, I had the privilege of just being taught at an early age um, through forced labor that just to get, (laughs) (laughs) that it didn't matter how old you were that you could serve, whether it was stacked chairs, you know, we all had to pull out our own chairs or stacked chairs. You know, if you were a member of the church or you came on a regular basis, you were serving, you were not just coming. And so it was for outside kids to come and go if you went to this church, you, you stacked those chairs. And so I think that that just gave me like a sense of real ownership um, and a buy-in for the youth group. So by the time I was in high school, I was leading our middle school groups um, discussions and small groups. And actually Katie Smith was in my nice. discussion group way back when. Aww. Our worship leader, um, how nice. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, so it's just a privilege really to be back at Rancho. And, you know, my husband and I have always, we've always led in youth group. And when our kids got into middle school and high school, we started leading again. And so we've led for the last 10 years in middle school and, um, and in high school. And we just love it. It's a joy. We love youth and we just really connect. And I remember the importance of your leadership pouring into me and just reminding me of the hope of Jesus and knowing my name every week. And it was a safe place to come when the outside world sometimes wasn't so Disneyland. It wasn't back then. It was like cows. <laughs> That's true. And... <laughs> I have it is not like that when I grew up. But um, so anyways, so it's just a privilege to now be able to take them 
them outside of these walls, outside of the youth group, and to just be a witness to um, how taking them, you know, beyond our borders is really just growing them and seeing them kind of mature and develop before your eyes. And getting to witness their lives change has just been a really powerful thing. And just one added thing for Peru, we were the first team to bring this age group. All the other trips that come and kind of serve there, they're like an older older group. And so we were kind of the experiment. And what their staff there said was just these kids were so excited that they're kind of, in a, in a sense, peers were there and they just clung to them and they loved them and they knew them by name and they wanted to play volleyball with them and they wanted to do all of these things. And it was cool. an amazing thing to just witness that they just could be kids. And they just felt like, you know, not like, oh, someone's coming. And not that this was wrong, right. but not like someone's coming to take care of me, but someone's coming to hang out with me. Like, these kids want to hang out with us. And they just bonded. And it was amazing to witness. And that's so cool. that's just kind of why I do what I do. I just absolutely love it, and it's a privilege. I could tell. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, very good. Shane, this is my brother. Uh, and uh, so I've known you most of your life. Yeah. Yes, I have. Uh, we had the honor, really, of growing up here at Rancho, and our family life wasn't all that great, but we found a refuge here at the church, and we got wrapped up in youth group. We both came to faith here, and we both experienced our first international trips through Rancho, so we're kind of go beyond, you know, kids as well. And uh, as a result, God really uh, put in you a heart for the nations. You served as a missionary for 14 years in Peru and built a lot of great churches and organizations there. So uh, now you're, you're back as your kids are teenagers. And uh, tell us why you're excited about these trips and how it can align these kids with the heart of God globally. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, what a, a blessing to be able to, to give in to the kids and to be able to invest in them after receiving so much investment and so much blessing from Rancho. That, that part's really sure. cool. Um, another piece uh, I think really does have to do with vision on one hand and the reality of nowadays on, on another hand. And um, we know that vision defines an organization, vision defines a church, vision defines an individual. And um, in scripture, there's a really great vision, a big vision, and a vision that's totally relevant for today, and it is the vision of the church. It really is the vision statement, or one of them, of the church. And it says this. It's in Revelations 5, 9, and 10, and it says, They sing a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll, to open its seals. It says, For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God. Now listen to this list. It says, From every tribe, and language, and people, and nation. Like, you can go on and on. Like, can't like, miss it. Can't miss it, guys. This is, this is the vision. And you've made them a kingdom of priests to our God, and they're going to reign on this earth, which is really cool. On this earth now, globalization is happening really fast. This vision said that it's a new song. Something new is taking place, but that's good. For a lot of us, something new is scary. We don't, we don't want new things. We're uncomfortable with it. We're afraid of the globalization. It, it scares us. Things are happening so fast. But we don't have to be scared. God is with us, and he's creative, and he's our father. And we want our youth to be prepared for this. And that's the opportunity that we have in Go Beyond, to be pre prepared for this. You know, nowadays, the diversity, you, you go into a coffee shop, and it's all nations, tongues, tribes, and nations. You go into a job, into a school, it's all nations, tongues, tribes, and nations. I love to see the faces here because it's happening here. And we want our kids and ourselves to be able to sit next to that person who looks different from them and say, that's me, man. That's my, that's my human buddy. Like, and I've been to a place. I've... I've been with people different from me. I've, I've been the one who couldn't speak the language 
and felt uncomfortable instead of the one judging the person because they're in line and can't speak English well or something like that. That's what changes, and it prepares them to live in the new world, that, and, and it is really representing God's vision. So that's, that's the joy. That's the joy of building into these kids. It's giving them th- this opportunity and taking all of that great diverse knowledge, throwing it on the table, and using it to solve problems, build people up, strengthen ourselves in love so that we can live the image of God and in, in, in the love of Christ in people's lives. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. We're excited for sure. Well, it has been an amazing Sunday morning to spend with you all. Thanks so much for joining us. Next week, we begin a brand new series uh, through the summer, studying the life of Christ. It's going to be incredible. The series is called The Life. Okay, we're not all that creative around here. It's going to be great. It starts next week. Look forward to seeing you next week. Visit the Go Beyond folks outside. Catch the vibe. All kinds of good stuff out there. God bless.